0: Hello, and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Um, today, we are going to have a guest, but first me and Matt are going to talk about some, what?
1: I don't know, we just, I think it's important to talk about isolation yeah. right now. Because we're, Chicago's essentially, for all intents and purposes, going into its second lockdown. Oh, Yeah. And
0: well, I, we we've already made up our minds about what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, so. yeah I, I I am the mayor and yeah. the governor. So
0: if anyone's listening to this,
1: similar this to, is
0: pre yeah. the news that are. Yeah,
1: happen. similar to Lori Lightfoot, I am a black lesbian, <laughs> and similar to J. B. Pritzker, I don't have a neck. So I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But you're a little. You're a little. Yeah. You're. A little yeah. I'm more, a
1: little more liberal less, than but Pritzker. You're also
0: a little like.
1: You know. Less weight. What? I. Yeah, it might speaker. be slightly. Thinner. I think a little bit. But Those I, are, you know, but I did. No one uh, knows
0: what happened to you in quarantine. They could. They yeah. No, got, I, I, I might weigh 298 pounds. Wow. We were, we ballparked that really. S-
1: oh God. I just said
0: 295 and you said 298. It's
1: like the receipt earlier. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. For those of you who don't live in Drew's house and weren't with us in that moment that I just uh, mentioned, uh, I made it. She said, oh, I need to find this receipt. I have to return something. And, you're, and I said, because I want my $24.17. And she's like, it was twenty three sixty.
0: It was the, literally like, y- almost the same. I yeah. was within a
1: dollar. So and, funny. Yeah.
0: You know my budget.
1: I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is, this is a twenty bucks or less aisle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, is it? My soft tanner never
0: costs more than fifteen dollars. <laughs> I mean, if um, you can't
1: buy it at Walmart, do you need it?
0: Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about isolation, which I think is super important. I, I mean, especially now. Um. But I think our whole entire purpose of talking about this before the podcast was to kind of mention how. The isolation that I've felt, honestly, was way worse before this. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like what, when my depression happened and my isolation, mm-hmm. I felt way worse than I do now. But that's also because I feel like I've battled depression in a sense that like it's I'm never going to get back to that place. Yeah. But I just Hope I think God. it's important to talk about that. That like, you can still feel super uh, isolated while you're depressed. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little different. And what we wanted to talk about in the sense of forced isolation. Yeah, because... And then how that ties into your...
1: Yeah, because, I mean, like, when you are, like... Okay, I firmly, firmly believe that one of the few powers that, like, any of us actually have in life... Because so much of your life's just, like, not up to you. Yeah. So much of your life is just not up to you. One of the few powers you really have is being decisive. And when you're depressed you can make even less decisions. Oh yeah. When you're depressed, everything's harder. Everything's yes, everything's no. So the fact that you can say no and shut people out, that is sort of like that can be your achievement. That can be like, you know, that can be your thing that you like you did that day. Right is I told three people to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes yeah. you can't get out of bed and so sometimes saying I don't feel like it, no thanks to, but, to a couple text messages to people who can see you're in a dark place and are trying right. to do something for you before you get taken away in a straight jacket like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, when those people are trying, yeah. your version of I'm strong and powerful is just pushing the wall away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's self-imposed isolation well, it's, and Well, I want to
0: show feel... you how strong I am mm-hmm. because I can't show you how vulnerable I am.
1: Yeah. Which is...
0: And that's... But that's, like, all it is. I mean, and so... Because I, I was going to bring this up because we were talking about isolation. The only... So I never really forced myself to be isolated just because I was super high-functioning. Um, but I know... Like, I think that, for me, the worst isolation I ever had was... So, long story short, um, when I dove at Denver, they made me take, like, a medical leave. And it was for depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff. And so, basically... I was in a eight week program, like a group therapy program, but it was only once a week for like four hours. Right. So
1: I have a question about this because yeah. you said that your t- this was when you lived in Denver is the most yeah. isolated time in your life. Now, at this time you like definitely you had roommates. You lived with a couple other women, right?
0: So I had so no so I okay. had um, one roommate who was a foreign exchange student, and she got a boyfriend and left. So it was basically my room. So you
1: were actually by yourself. Wait, no, that was. Okay. A,
0: yeah, no, I was actually by myself.
1: Okay, because I it's, I, it's now you have a roommate, so just to see you right. in that space, I'm just trying to see right. you. Right, like, and so yeah. wait,
0: and so then, after that, um, or during that eight-week program, people went home for winter break, and they made me finish the program. So I was in Denver alone. Like, literally no students in the dorms, besides athletes. And I didn't oh. like my teammates, except for, like, one of them.
1: So, like, all you got was maybe, like, shitty eye contact in a hallway.
0: Yeah, but then... While I was going to the program, I also wasn't going to practice, so I didn't hang out with my teammates. Mm-hmm.
1: And so what did your days look like? That cuz that's no, like you, was, nobody.
0: That's why I got an eating disorder because the only thing I could control and like make fun was like preparing meals at certain specific times. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was like alone all day, so I'd be like, "Okay, let's make a lunch at 12 and then a snack at 2 and then a dinner at 6." And mm-hmm. like I would eat the same things every day because I felt like if I have this in some sort of structure, because mm-hmm. I need structure, then yeah. and, but then it just got bad because I was losing weight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, I and the, the group therapy program was once a week. I was there alone for two weeks. Yeah, and so then, you had six days straight to part just part fester. I, and it was horrible. <laughs> like, in my room alone, for literally so long dorm, but alone in the building.
1: And so this was winter break, so it's cold in Colorado. There's a lot dark. of snow, it's dark. It's so dark. Yeah, and night so, starts at what? 3.30 in the afternoon? Yeah, right?
0: Exactly, <laughs> dude. And so it, it was so depressing. And I remember going to my group therapy thing and I was like, this makes me feel worse because mm-hmm. the therapy program was at night and I'm like, I just like want to kill. Like, why yeah. am I? This is the only thing I'm here for.
1: And the therapy program was at night. Yeah, oh, so great. So you could die eight. on an icy road on your way to group therapy. That's an uplifting news yeah, article. Yeah, and go back
0: home to be alone. It was horrible. And I'm like, what makes you guys think that staying here was like, you should have made me go home and see my family.
1: Yeah. Which would have helped
0: me and stuff. So anyway. Yeah, your so mom's that, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have helped. But um, the thing that did get me through that though, I did go on to, my friend stayed also winter break. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw her two times we went skiing together. Okay. So that was like, that made my whole entire.
1: But that was pretty much your only social interaction, your only friend in yeah. how many weeks?
0: like two weeks it was like two times or three or four times we hung out in two weeks but I think maybe yeah. I was there I don't really remember the time like when you're depressed but you would have and like, three and
1: four days straight where you would just be by yourself yes, not exactly, talk to anybody
0: exactly now leave the house. could you
1: like did you have people that you were even talking to on the phone like could you yeah could you like, talk to your mom for ten minutes and pretend like you were okay
0: yeah but I also like would be like oh my god I want to talk to my mom and then she would call me and be like I don't want to talk
1: to oh you. god isn't that but that's depression so that's bad. literally depression in an interaction yeah
0: so that if you had
1: to describe depression in a 10 second video it's I should call my mom the phone relights. it says mom and you're like ah, and then and it's it over it freaked me
0: out because I was like well then I'm going to have to pretend like all this stuff's good and like all this stuff is working and I also didn't in, in a sense of course I love being in the center of attention in the sense of comedy but really, life, <laughs> but in life I, I don't in mm-hmm. the sense of like in other areas the, my stage is where I get that yeah yeah on, but in life I don't like you just whatever. have to
1: be the most attractive one and that's enough <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah, do yeah, not... yeah. I don't know. That was a super hard time. Um, but I I think that like I mean, all of that like taught me stuff, but I think that that was definitely the most Icy. What do you
1: feel like you learned way? though since you said you, it was like a learnable like a um, teach experience by the end?
0: I think what I learned from that was that um,
1: You really like Chef Boyardee?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trust <laughs> me, I wish I was eating that. I was eating fucking healthy ass food because I had an eating disorder. But so, uh, so basically what, what I did learn from that, which I never like thought about what I learned from that, but I guess I'm just going to, whatever it's now because you asked me it. I yeah. think I really learned, um, how, that I should stand up for myself. Like I should have, and, 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 depression, you don't, you don't have any self-worth so it's not like if somebody said something to you, you're like, okay, that's my only option, yes. Because it's like, yeah. because it's like why would I stand up for myself? I don't like my life. I don't have enough
1: energy to have, like, agency.
0: Or, like, a, a word. I used yeah. to go mute when I was depressed, so I wouldn't talk. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I think, like, which is hard to believe. I know, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: St. James is like, when are you going to be depressed again? Yeah. <laughs> when? Takes sign a shot away sign me. me the fuck um, up. Yeah,
0: and so... Yeah, so for me that was super super difficult. Um, but what I did learn was that I should stand up for myself. I think I should have um, at least said, "Hey, do you guys would you guys agree that I could still go home and see my family and I'll do therapy online or something like that and talk yeah. to my therapist?" Like I think I could. They could have had some leeway. You think with we could me. have done
1: this in a phone call? Since it's only once a week group therapy and everyone else is gone, so it's just me. me. Right? Do you think maybe?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was very depressing. It was yeah. a bad decision. I think I learned I should stand up for myself, and I also think I learned. How to cope. I, I'm here today. I mean, yeah. I didn't kill myself. I really, really, I, I mean, I could have. I thought about mm-hmm. it so many times. Oh, my God. The amount of wheat thins I ate.
1: Jesus. The amount of wheat thins. That's the <laughs> OD. Uh, Drew, so, Drew Lauren dies of gluten overdose.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, that is a Jewish headline.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True dies, yeah. uh, uh, she dr- Oh yeah and also you drank them with milk Which caused you to explode like a Jewish yeah, car bomb yeah. <laughs> You cannot me, have gluten and all, lactose All over the room Gluten and lactose is a Jewish um, car bomb You heard it here f- first yeah. You really did um,
0: Gluten sounds like a Yiddish word
1: Well it sounds sort of like knuddle Shno-
0: Schnuddle?
1: No that was Kugel. Kugel. Kugel There you go that's I the dessert
0: like, That's what I thought you were talking about But I was like is there a schnuddle? Mm-hmm. Um there's a schnitzel yeah. and what's there's the, a wiener. What's the most isolating time in your life?
1: <laughs> um, that sounded so. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the time I felt most alone. Yeah. Sorry, I, <laughs> that's my beautiful cheerleading. In my in my heart, I think we're all cheerleaders with bangs, mm. and that's what she sounds like to me. Um, no, okay. So I think the most like isolated. Um, okay, this is going to be real dark, but it's the truth, and we just going to tell, tell the truth because we're doing time. Yay. Um, so I think,
0: Everybody, We should have a soundbite when Matt gets vulnerable.
1: Yeah, because it, does, <laughs> it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen very often. I haven't had an honest moment since I saw Singing in the Rain. But um, uh, the, probably the most alone I ever felt in my life was around fourth, fifth, and sixth grade because that was when um, my grandma... Who I lived with at the time, because uh, my biological mother really, really, really likes crack. Like, it is one of her favorite if you things. I can believe that
0: anybody would love crack.
1: Yeah, it's it's Joe Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wherever she is, she yeah. fucking loves it. Like more than taking care of me. And so, so would
0: she? Could I ask a question? Yeah, her yeah. So, because like my brother, like drug of choice is heroin, yeah, but he you, does it, a few things before he does heroin. Mm-hmm, if he's ever like mm-hmm, like going to into a relapse. Mm-hmm. Like, did she her drug of choice was crack? But like, did she ever use meth if she couldn't have
1: access? To um, crack? no, she really would never do meth, and I also never saw her with powder cocaine. I'm just very saying the Um, no, because t- to her. Uh, Crack wasn't an upper; it was a social drug. Was it
0: made differently like a while ago? As far as like you know, how sometimes. Well, no, no, no. Like like, I'm saying, it functions like like an
1: upper, but she didn't do it to feel good. She used it to be around people. Like, yeah, it was the social drug to her. Like the same way that people. Is it kind
0: of like Adderall, where it's like super upper?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And that sort of, but it's sort of, it's like getting shocked like a battery. From what I've never done it, but like that's sort uh, of what it looks like. (laughs) It looks. I saw
0: someone on heroin today. That had to pet my dog like what do i can i ask sorry yeah yeah when when a homeless guy no it's not homeless sorry i mean he could have been i don't know yeah all of his teeth were out his head were nodding yeah. in seven different ways and he's like can yeah. i pet your dog his finger his hands were so dirty yeah and like i also like it's my dog like, yeah and I, I, I also i've seen my brother that that fucking yeah. dirty and that his teeth are also missing uh-huh. so i'm like i know what that looks like yeah. i also don't want to be judgmental yeah but like what do you say to? you can always
1: like just say he's a service animal i'm sorry
0: Oh, see, you always have, like, three word answers for, like, my anxiety for seven days.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a service animal. I'm sorry.
0: Do you think he'd understand?
1: Start <laughs> he'd doing... someone
0: on heroin. Start use. doing
1: sign language at him. I don't know.
0: No, but it's, you know, it's awkward, too, because I'm You should get one of those
1: canes that's multicolored. I don't want to look like an t-
0: asshole. I don't want to, also, I don't want to feel... Sometimes yeah. men will make you feel weaker in the mm-hmm. sense that they're just like, can I bite your dog? And I'm like, "No,
1: oh He bites. He's for protection.
0: Well, he's like, does he bite?
1: yes yes you can only say that does he bite yep
0: no he literally the problem with rigby is that he's not he's like a he's meant to be a watchdog but he Mm -hmm. doesn't protect me because one time this homeless guy was trying to talk to me he's like hey lady do you have a bike and Mm -hmm. i was like walking away and rigby stopped to like try to go run up to him to get pet and i was like rigby i'm Mm -hmm. going to get attacked like what? Don't you understand? And he's like keeps turning back.
1: Like I want attention. He's i like, I don't
0: it. want any attention. That's yeah, why we're yeah,
1: running. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, Rigby has male privilege as a dog, he's white. and he's white. Rigby, come here. He's a white male dog. Rigby, knows. Even I'm though he's, he's even he's though he's gay, he's a gay white male dog. Yeah, he looks like. But um, the the, the so the back to the back to the original question. Yeah. The, the most vulnerable I ever felt was around fourth physics sixth grade because I was living with my grandma for most of my childhood because my mom really liked crack. Mm-hmm. And um, so my grandma got diagnosed with breast cancer when I was in fourth grade. And my family just sort of fucking disappeared after like week two. So you took care of her. I had to take care of her. I went to school like three days a week for several years. I don't know anything about science really because of that.
0: You're
1: really fucking smart. Yeah, I am. And I'm very proud of it. (laughs) And it was a lot of work and I did it. Because I, I didn't go to fucking school, and I refused to be stupid because I knew if I was, nothing good was ever going to happen for me. So I taught myself how to speak, read, and write four languages, and I made a lot of things happen for myself. I, I got myself my own goddamn voice teacher at 11. Wow. I found her. She, like, she, I found her and then she because like, she found me at my church, uh-huh. and then she was like, oh, you don't have to pay. You just come here. Wow. So, like, I was doing voice lessons for, like, $15 were a lesson. Up exactly. like, you making something of yourself. Exactly. Because you that was my really demand. you were isolated, though? But it was the most isolating time in the world because my grandmother, who is the matriarch of my family, yeah. was dying, and the entire family disappeared to all fucking four corners of the earth.
0: And you're also, like, how old?
1: 11 when it began. I was ten when she got the mammogram. I have
0: like three memories yeah. from when I
1: was eleven. Yeah, yeah, and Not I even. and I remember cleaning up Same. shit and piss and vomit, and memorizing what days medications went on, and going to doctor's appointments, and uh, uh, figuring out how to comb a wig and paint eyebrows on somebody who doesn't have any anymore. That was what I was doing because that's what needed to be done in that house.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. So that's the loneliest I ever fucking. He'd felt. be a really
0: good event planner.
1: Oh, <laughs> honey, honey, I light the candles, <laughs> pull the rugs up, like I <laughs> call your mother. It's today. <laughs> Like, it's always a story. Yeah. Because, like, I just had to take care of everything. Yeah. And it's not that I wanted to. It's not that I had a gift for it. It's that if no, I... No, but you're
0: also a kid and you're not going to look at your dying grandma and be like, Peace, you also don't have anywhere to go. I
1: I, I have nowhere to go because... Okay, okay. You the, don't because have, you because, have because at this time in my life... At this time in my life, back. let me tell you who the adults in my home are. Yeah. Let me spell this out for you lovely, lovely white people listening to this. Okay, so who was in the house when I was uh, 11 years old, and my grandmother gets diagnosed with stage two breast cancer for the second time in her life? Mm-hmm. Who were the adults in my house? My grandmother, who's 67 years old, was a receptionist her entire life, and um, spent about 600 grand a year of money that wasn't her own, because she just didn't know. She didn't get. She went through all my grandma, all yeah. my grandpa's money. Yeah, he saved up an entire fortune for her to live nicely on, and then give to her children. And she died with fifty grand in her bank account. So she was reckless. Definition of reckless: self indulgent, self involved. So that's grandma. And then my mom Next. is in the house, who is mentally. She's in and out. She's in and out. She's okay, in. Okay, so and out. I was
0: going to say you were saying it's really isolating, she, but I want people to know that like it's because like it was mostly because scary.
1: there's nothing stable. No, you can have stable. you can have a bunch of people around you, but if they're not stable and they're not secure, you are totally alone with it. So then the next adult is my mom, who is mentally disabled and has a drug issue, who is in and out depending on where the binges take her and where moods take her. And then the other adult in the house is my grandmother's ex-husband, who came back... Yeah, wait, can we... We have to break this down. Can we... Can we pause? Speed it up?
0: No, are you going to say, like, about your...
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. I
0: just wanted to make sure. Okay. You're gonna ask
1: me if I'm gonna spill the dirt. You're gonna ruin a clean edit to ask me if I'm gonna divulge no, I, information.
0: No, I'm. I be, what I'm. Ah. Yeah, I'm being a good friend. Okay. Oh yeah. You know Sue I'm. A- me you always know I'm going to spill Don't the dirt.
1: Me. You always know I'm going to spill I'll the dirt. Win. Okay,
0: anyways, but then
1: sorry. The, uh, <laughs> the third adult in my house was my grandma's ex husband, because he came back into the fold when he found out my grandma was sick. She called him and told him because they'd gotten divorced maybe a year or two earlier, so they were still, you know, I guess felt something for each other. And um as far as friends and um so he came back and so he was living with us, but he was twenty three years younger than my grandmother, and my mom had dated him first, and my mom might have been sleeping with him Wait, say that again,
0: your mom had dated My mom had
1: dated him first, and then my grandma said no 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 over here. And then um What was this guy like? No, no. What was the guy like? He was um he was in his late 30s when he married my great he was like 38 when he married my grandma and she was 60. He was a professional floral arranger. That was his heterosexual male job that is reason. that he was a florist. And he could never keep a job at a flower shop cuz he just never got along with anybody. So that was this was the getting oh, cal- we're really we're dealing we with the best of the shop best. In there were is three that, that he got it? fired from. There were three floral shops in Springfield. So he had variety. Just having a bad attitude and being lazy and being late and thinking he ran everything when he didn't. Just, you know, entitled white male behavior. Yeah. You know. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were the three adults in my house. We have very, very sick, very, very reckless, uh, drug addict in and out, and then closeted bisexual guy who's working out his Mm. mother issues on all of his ex-wives. And I'm just trying to go to fourth grade. I'm really just trying to go to fourth grade, and I got to deal with all that. Yeah. That was the long... How do
0: you do long division? Oh, okay. They're both fucking...
1: Oh, I need to learn... Oh. I need to learn how to tease a wig? Oh, that's more important? (laughs) Oh, so eyelashes come in strips. Fascinating. Like, that that, that was what I needed to know, and, like, I did my grandmother's nails every Friday night for, like, four years. That's
0: so cute. I didn't have
1: friends. I had to do Judy's cuticles. It was, like... Oh, my God. Downtown Judy Brown.
0: That's where that comes from. Yes. Downtown, Drew Brown. Yeah, so
1: like that level of isolation when there's people around you who aren't consistent, who can't help you, and then you just have to deal with everything. Yeah. That's that's, that's isolation that really, really sticks with you in the same way everyone who told you to be by yourself thought they were fucking helping you. Right. They were sending you to group therapy. They gave you something to do. They're helping you, and it's the worst thing for you. There's right. people around you. You're all alone. Everyone's giving you resources. You're all the fuck alone.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's let's relate both of our stories to the question of how does um, – like, how does that compare to the isolation felt in forced isolation and also being in a different place? Because we're both in completely, I, get, I would say, better places. Than oh, yeah. Like, as far as the stories go, of, mm-hmm. like when you were 11 and what, I'm way better. Like, yeah, last,
1: like I like what, the state of Illinois still pays for my health insurance, but it's because I have a job with them, not because I'm poor. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, like things, things are better. I way, yeah.
0: I kept my
1: same doctor. I'm singing
0: for you. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So for me, I think that um, as far as like going into um, how that feels versus this, this is way better. Oh yeah. Um, I'm making money, and mm-hmm. I, my job sucks, but like I'm making money, and yeah. that's fine. Um, I have a dog. Um, I've gone through say some my job's boring, things. but I'm
1: making money, and it's fine. <laughs> like yeah, yeah.
0: Right. It's like so that's how I feel as far as the isolation. It's not that. I think it's more. Um, it doesn't feel bad, right? Because everybody's going through
1: it. I'm I'm not alone in how alone I am anymore.
0: Exactly. Because everybody (laughs) in the fucking world, like I'm literally looking outside the view and I'm like, everybody is fucking quarantined. Mm -hmm. And when I was quarantined by choice, because I was depressed... I felt like I had nobody because nobody else was fucked. I mean, people who are depressed yeah, we don't yeah. talk about it, but you know what I'm saying? It's well, like, nah, but, And fuck it's
1: the not, d- depression is not like a coat you wear to where I can tell that you have a Canada no. goose. Is but that the expensive that ones? Do,
0: <laughs> but I, which ones? Canada
1: goose. Go- yeah. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. No, we're not a fan of them though because they use like real, they like kill geese. Anyways. Um,
1: I, but I need but fur. You fully approve. I know. I'm, I'm down with I know. fur. I knew you were I want a fur that costs as much as my mother's house. <laughs> I need like $130,000 fur. I really do. So I want to bathe in it. Um,
0: so, yeah, I think that um, this is a little bit less isolating because everybody has to go through it. But I do think that if you had, if you developed depression from this isolation.
1: It probably feels like what we did in, in our teenage time. Yeah, yeah, and it
0: probably feels, honestly, a little bit worse just because I think if you're isolated now in quarantine. hmm you know when you're isolated, when you're depressed, and you're like, oh, but I can go out. You can't go out. So yes. it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, it's so easily, what's it called? Like, you can enable yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, COVID. It's the easiest oh, excuse. You know what
1: time. that thought process, when you were describing, like, those steps in your mind, you know what that just reminded me of?
0: It's okay to be agoraphobic. I'm sorry. I mean, Oh yeah,
1: that's. If you it's know, recommended. It's fine, it's fine. Like, the government said, too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just like smoking cigarettes Um. back in the day. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> me. Your, doc- your doctor recommends Lucky Strikes. Yeah. Um, but like that thought process, yeah, yeah. That thought process that you uh, were describing reminded me of when um, quarantine first hit. And you know when you're sitting at home in the first couple weeks and you're just sort of like bored and you're thinking of things you can do or safe places you can go. Yeah. And your brain has that instinctive voice. Oh, there's an open mic down the street. Oh, I know that comedian. Li- oh, I can't do that. Like you have the beginning of the thoughts and then it's just no, no, no. it's just like it starts and it, it's, it's gone. It's
0: it's really it's it's depressing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: more it's more sad than depressing because depressing I'm like I'm depressed, but mm-hmm. it's more sad that it's like oh that. You know what I?
1: You know who I really? Oh, f- and
0: I was gonna say before. Sorry before we wrap up yeah I just wanted to ask you how about the question about how the isolation differs um I I
1: think the way the isolation differs for me now is that I feel um a little bit more like settled into it Mm -hmm. like I sort like I've 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 been you have
0: a groove now
1: yeah like I've I've been here I've been here before and I've been many different versions of here before right so like um if you know if. Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris all sit me down and tell me that I have to move into my basement till 2032. Here. It'll be
0: fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I think, for me, the most isolating thing from quarantine was being hit by a car just because, like, I actually had to stay inside and mm-hmm. all those thing, so I really couldn't go out. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty hard. And then... Um, I don't know. My cousin passing away was pretty hard on me, and so yeah. I think, like, at that, for me, I... I isolated for a little bit yeah as far as like taking more time to myself now it's it's hard my cousin died of a heart attack at 33 so for no reason like it wasn't like he was um had some condition we didn't we didn't know it was a freak accident yeah that's the best way to put it but um
1: just a terrible thing to happen to a young person yeah
0: and so for me that was super hard and then Like my brother was this one closest to him, and he, my brother, just got out of jail, and it was using heroin, and now he's in a sober living home. But it's just been a lot, and like your brother
1: sounds handsome.
0: Yeah, well, he he is handsome, but he just lost a few teeth. So if you let him grow in, it's fine.
1: It's fine. It's like grass; they all it all grow back (laughs) eventually, no matter how dead it
0: is. (laughs) He no. So today I was talking to the sober living home leader, who I'm really, really, really close with, because my brother had. I've known him for nine years. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because my brother went there. It's
1: an ongoing relationship till someone gets sober.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Tell Alan
1: you'd love to cut him off. (laughs) I would love to never speak to you again. However, my
0: dad. So Alan told me he was like, "Look, like you're now." I'm jealous. He also didn't. The the whole point of this was that my brother doesn't want to talk to me, and I think Mm -hmm. it's because he doesn't want to get real with me. Mm -hmm. That felt a little bit isolating. Yeah. As far as like, I I don't I wanted to talk to him, but I'm like I. I thought, well, he it makes sense because he doesn't want to do the work, mm-hmm. but it makes me disappointed that he doesn't want to do the work because this time he seemed a little bit more in tune to wanting to get sober. Yeah. As far as the way that the streets tore him down where he, like he was homeless. So he um, was in the cold and living in a trailer. And so I think for him, like that was like, okay, now. I'm this isn't scared. the
1: North Shore. Yeah. The dryer Gosh, didn't like that joke at all. The shit off the
0: pillow that shit. dryer
1: was very mad. But anyways,
0: no. So, you know, for my brother, I think that um, that, that isolated me a little bit. But I think um, I'm used to this now. Would you say? We're kind of used to this. Whole yeah. Lifespan.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I think and it's we, inter- we'll go back. And we'll I think we'll tomorrow. be doing it, honestly, in some form or fashion for the next six months to a year. Yeah. Six minimum. Months,
0: six months. Yeah. yeah I say. Yeah. All right. Any, any last words? Any words out? Uh, um, any, like, advice to people who might feel isolated
1: during this time? Um, you text me. <laughs> yeah. yeah if, if you feel isolated right now, just remember, if you're going to feel lonely, feel lonely because there's never been anyone as young and as beautiful as, and as special as you. Feel lonely because of how goddamn important you are. If you're going to feel isolated, have a delusion of grandeur while you're at it.
0: <laughs> Very nice, Matt. You're welcome. Um... I don't really have any words of wisdom for people because it is hard. Yeah. But I do want to say.
1: Put deodorant under your boobs.
0: Oh, that helps a ton.
1: That's a great tip, just for like life. Yeah, thank you. Just I, like I, if you, was,
0: you stole it right out of my, I, we have <laughs> to end it now. Thank you. <laughs> it out of my mouth. Arm and Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> it's a plug. Um, <laughs> no, so I think I think that the best thing to do. We is are taking sponsorships. Find three things that you can do during quarantine that would make you happy. I think for me, it was planning a vacation, having something to look forward to, um, doing something different at mm-hmm. work, and. Um, I'm trying to recover from a lot of OCD that I'm dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. So for me, those three things—I just name those three things—and that's those are actually the most significant things. Yeah, I didn't plan this, Yeah, topless. But I, that's really like on top of mind. Um, those are three things I'm working on. And, and you can do
1: all of them, topless.
0: And having three things to work for makes <laughs> feel, <laughs> you feel—you are obsessed with my boobs.
1: I just think it's funny.
0: Um, yeah. So I think. Uh, Those three things are what I want to work on, but I'm saying that those three things have nothing to do with isolation, but having a goal makes me less isolated. It does. Yeah. Right? Because you have something to look for.
1: Yeah, and then there's There's someone else out in the world who wants to do something, and then you have something in common with them. (laughs) Like, you know, even if it's that fucking small of, you know, somebody else who's trying to finish school, who's trying to get a promotion, who's trying to do anything. We're all working, man. All
0: right. Well, you look great.
1: I try. I really try. And for those of you who aren't, you know, once again, Andrew's house where we're recording this right now, she's not lying. Yeah, it's an honest observation. I look like Elizabeth Taylor in the White Diamonds commercial. Mm-hmm. You know that lovely perfume commercial that always comes out around this time of year. I
0: never know your references, but yes.
1: <laughs> if anyone who has cable has seen that perfume commercial. I you you have
0: he, he I don't like him I like the drama.
1: I like his wife. She has great plastic surgery. Robin's oh, a good great time. great
0: plastic surgery. Great retinol cream.
1: Yeah, because she's like eighty. <laughs> right. It looks great. You can
0: yeah. Say was uh, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That helps the podcast a lot. The In ways you
1: guys it. do not understand.
0: Yeah, it really helps, and it you, it takes literally two seconds. You could write great podcasts. Like literally, that's it. Hmm. Um, So please don't forget to do that. Um, And thanks so much for listening to Doing Time. Thank you.